Welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast, where we explore popular practices, songs, and ideas of the modern church world in the light of... So- <sighs> I'm falling apart. Sola Scriptura and Tota Scriptura. I'm Cody Fields, president of Westminster Effects. Go buy stuff for your guitar, including the new 2716 Seth Morrison Signature Distortion at WestminsterEffects.com. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, Overcast, whatever... Subscribe and comment on Facebook and Instagram. Help us beat algorithms. Give us a five-star review. Blah, 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 blah. In person, I'm joined by... Everybody, it's Bradley Cox, pastor at Resurrection Church, Greer, South Carolina, who could not care less about algorithms. (laughs) Well, joke's on you, because our life is run by them. (laughs) Via the internet, we have... Hey, everybody. John Ross here, Augsburgian Christian Westminster Effects artist. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a superlative this time. I, uh, not, uh, drinking an ice cold, refreshing can of diet Coke. <laughs> All right, Donald Trump. Uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> did I just ruin it for you? <laughs> Miss. I'll take a Pepsi, please. <laughs> if you're in the South, it'd be an RC Cola. Oh, Ooh, there we go. RC Sun. That is the that honestly, that's the best. Or if you're or if you're reformed in the South, you take a Sharpie to the can and turn it into an RC Sprola. Oh, <laughs> here all week. That is a dad joke. If I've yeah. ever heard. One. Yeah, you're welcome for that. Uh, so before I embarrass myself further, uh, main topic this week is vacation Bible schools. Uh, tis the season, as they say. Uh, well, maybe we need to define our terms for people who have no idea what we're talking about, because I'm assuming that's going to happen for at least a couple of people who are like, what? I know most people listening probably are familiar with vacation Bible schools, but does anybody want to just define the thing for us before we get going? It's a. <laughs> See, I'm I'm wondering if we have different if we have different definitions. All right, go, John. What yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in in my tradition, right? It's usually a uh, uh, a week long. Uh, series of events right because they don't run all day uh usually in the mornings or something like that it's like a half day uh sort of day camp thing uh usually centered around one theme or one curriculum uh, and it's done at the church i mean yeah kids get dropped off in the morning there's usually song time there's snack time there's game time and then there's these uh and then there's the I mean, it sounds boring, but the curriculum time, uh, right? And then at the end of the week, there's some big, uh, big wrap up. And uh, in in later years, in in my personal, in, you know, with with the girls I I go around with, um, we've got like themes, like you know, wild and wacky, whatever, or. Um, you know, it's like it's 
whatever. And those themes usually come from whoever has published the curriculum. Because that's kind of, it's like a day camp thing that runs half days. I should have just said that from the get go. Anyways. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, if we, I were to offer a cynical. Oh, go for it. Yes. We are not above cynicism here. <laughs> it's uh, a cash cow for Christian publishing companies. Mm. Oh, you went there. I mean, I, like it, it, it just is. I mean, you, you can drive around. I don't know if it's this way in Lincoln, Nebraska, John. Oh, you can drive around Greenville, South Carolina, and a there's churches on every corner, mm. and B every church on every corner has a banner in the front lawn <laughs> of With what some- varietal of vacation Bible school in a box they've bought from Lifeway or wherever um, and for us it's often group publishing um, group publishing yeah. rarely cph sorry concordia publishing house you just ain't on point um <laughs> feel bad about that um okay yeah so so same definitions and most of the churches are doing the same one uh, yeah that's yeah. yeah yeah absolutely now like that's the worst when you put your banner out <laughs> Like you're like okay, we're getting ahead of everybody. <laughs> we bought the Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, Vacation Bible School box, and we're getting our banner out. And then you put it out, and you go to lunch, and you realize there's three churches within a half a mile of yours that have the same banner. Out. <laughs> right, and in that, you know, in that like radius, the publishing companies made like bank. You know, it's no, I when we were saying cash cow, I don't know why, like, I must be in a negative headspace because when, when, when you said cash cow before you finished that sentence, I was like, hold, hold up, do they charge for VBS in the south? Like, no. you know, I, I got you know, and then you was publishing companies, like, oh, absolutely, absolutely, fleece. No, we don't charge, we don't charge by night. vacation. No, no, same, come, but. We used to have offering competitions between the guys and the girls every year. So you I mean, bring that's, your that's you cool. bring your offering, and for, oh, listen no. for years we did this. If the girls won, Mary got to put a cream pie in my face. Yeah, and if the boys won, vice versa. And actually, one year the girls won more often than not. One year the boys won, and Mary got so mad at me for putting the pie. For in actually her face, doing the for thing. actually doing it when she had done it. To me, like three years in a row. <laughs> Goodness, yeah, I think. So okay, we're, best, we're we're aligned on on terms. <laughs> yes. So so the best vacation Bible school experience that I had was probably uh, when I was. So sorry for making you feel old, Bradley. Nineteen ninety six, and I only remember that year because it was Olympics themed. Uh huh. Uh, at Pretty one want to do the math. Cody would have been ten this year. I would have been nine. Nine, uh, nine. Yeah, yeah. I would have been a sophomore in college. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, and it was at Mitchell Road Presbyterian mm-hmm. Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some really good friends there growing up, and for whatever reason, I just enjoyed it. Probably because it got kind of competitive. Yep. Uh, with the verse memorization, and you would get you know bronze, silver, gold stickers for whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and and it being uh, a PCA church, so confessionally Presbyterian, and I didn't really know the distinctives at that point. Um, but it being 
uh, confessionally Presbyterian, I don't remember there being any squishiness or just about, oh, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life kind of thing. As far as I recall, it could have been, you know, it was a long time ago coming up on, what, 25 years ago now? But, but you, you know, you were able to filter out the BS from a very young age as well. Oh, obviously, obviously. <laughs> but that was, that was my uh, personal favorite one. Uh, but then, you know, there's also been train wrecks, VBSs that I've been involved with, like with the church that I actually grew up in, hmm. where, you know, they made it a point to, you know, this is an evangelistic thing. Right. And we would go around and in van, like we would rent vans for a week so we could go pick up kids from the area yeah, and yeah. lug them to church. And then it was always just sheer chaos because none of them knew how to act in church. Right. <laughs> I mean, now, now that, that, that piece isn't, isn't too foreign to, I guess what I've, what I, I've seen in some of my congregations, uh, we don't do the shuttling thing at, well, I, I don't think we do. I mean, we we don't just go pick up random folks and bring them down for B- VBS. Uh, you know, you've got to be registered and you know, you get all that stuff. And it's usually word of mouth if it's someone from outside of the church. We, you know, of course, we welcome people outside of the church because sometimes, uh, you know, the the ev- the um, evangelistic component aside, um, sometimes a, a piece like VBS is one of the few opportunities some of these kids would sure. have to be presented with a gospel message. I mean, that is very much the mindset we had when I was in outdoor ministry. Uh, uh, back in the back in the early 2000s. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I've, I've seen, absolutely seen that, uh, uh, or, or like traveling VBSs where they go, where, you know, your church does one local, but then they send a group out into, um, this is going to sound like a, like a film trope, but into the inner city sort of thing or, or whatnot to, um, to host a thing. And, and, and really, it has the numbers because it turns into kind of a daycare, but a free daycare for a week. Yep. And that's pretty tempting, right? For, for, for a, a very large demographic. Um, so, but at the same time, that may be the opportunity for those kids here. But it's not like, I mean, you know, you, you know, my background. It's not like we're we're gonna go round up ninety kids, make them all say a sinner's prayer, and uh, and add some no, tally marks just, to the wall. You just get the super soaker. <laughs> <laughs> I now now of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I'd be, and then you pump the thing and he, then hose them all down. We can't do a mass baptism, but you know, I'd be lying if I said I haven't seen a, bapt- a, a, a child baptism come out of VBS in the past. <laughs> With the blessing of the parents or the guardians, we're not we're not like the Robin Hood of redemption here. We're not going around, you know. And fun, and what's funny fun. is I've made the super soaker joke so many times yeah. uh, in in my life because yeah, just like. Whoosh, you know like playing playing paintball just knocking them with the holy spirit <laughs> the most fun i've ever had at a vbs we've done here was we had this one year it was a western theme of some kind and we had a slew of kids and my only job was i had on a cowboy hat a sheriff's badge and and the whole nine yards and a super soaker 
And my whole thing was we, we did the majority of it outside. If kids got out of line or whatever, I just shot them with the super soaker. If they weren't paying attention. That's not the worst job. Dude, I had a blast. It was so much fun. That's, That's fantastic. fantastic. I mean, to be honest, the... I mean, not going down necessarily this line of thinking, but being a pastor is hard, right? Like, we don't... Bradley, you can concur being a pastor is hard, except usually if you have enough volunteers, VBS. Because then it's like... That's the one moment that like an Orthodox pastor can still be like the celebrity a little bit without feeling bad about themselves. <laughs> right? Right? Because you come up and you're dressed up like you're dressed up like a sheriff or you're dressed up like like a guy on safari or you're dressed up like a pirate. Right? Like you can pull that off and everyone's like, It's Pirate Bradley. Yeah, oh, you, totally. you know, you know, and you yell to the kids, Yo ho ho and all the kids back, yo ho ho. Yeah, the church implodes and there's a podcast made by Christianity Today 15 years in the future. This won't be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, obviously, we can't, we're not going to go around saying, you know, if you do a VBS, you're all going to hell kind of thing. That's absurd. <laughs> but, but there is, it, it is a little bit of an underbelly to the thing, right? It's hard work. Right, uh, where the there's a church just down the street from my house, and they're doing one uh, from this Sunday through this Friday every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you think about the manpower, the man hours, uh, the the budgetary concerns with all of that thing, uh, and then which kids are are we gearing it toward our church? Are we trying to make it evangelistic? Right. Uh, it really seems uh, like a really good opportunity to burn people out of volunteering in your church. Am I am I wrong? Maybe. I mean, like, I think every church is different. Uh, there, there are mm-hmm. some churches that I don't know. It's just a part of their DNA, and they really thrive. There's a lot of momentum they gain from doing, you know, like plays you know passion plays or mm-hmm. you know dramas at christmas and they put on these huge productions and i'm not going to sit here outside looking in and say that that's all worthless or anything no no no. like yeah. they, they're that may be a, a way in which uh they they feed their volunteer pipeline uh or they get more people plugged into the life of the church like it's a it's a gateway to mm-hmm getting plugged into the church in a deeper way. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that. I think churches go through seasons and we went through a season here at res where VBS was, it was a big part of what we did. I mean, it was, it was a highlight of the year and mm. there were lots of volunteers, lots of kids. Uh, we struggled at times with, is this evangelistic? Is this discipleship? Is it mm. both? Is it more or less depending on what we're doing? Um, at times, honestly, I struggled with some of the curriculum because yeah. I felt like it was too simple. Uh, I know you got to get it on a kid's level, but I felt like there were just watered down presentations of the gospel. There were presentations that were too watered down and then allegorization of Bible stories and mm-hmm. things of that nature that I just at times found myself uncomfortable with. Um, and, and we also... It, at times, no matter how much we tried to bill it evangelistically, what we found was we ended up with mostly our kids 
and a smattering of what I called VBS circuit kids that literally their parents are just taking them one church to the next (laughs) for free day camp. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that I think you have to, I mean, you're saying that it's kind of bad. Like it's like, it's not, it's not like the worst thing. It's not the worst Uh, thing. This isn't on par with like Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking like, what would be a good analogy? A pub crawl, right? (laughs) Cody goes, you know what? This would be a great opportunity to bring up Hitler. Yeah. Why not? Stalin, Mao, Paul Pot. I think think you've got a way like, what season your church is in and what what's what's it's summer of resources you know <laughs> it's summer the it's season's so summer yeah you have freaking evangelicals it's summer next comes summer. fall church in a season you love that word Lutheran John. <laughs> you, love it. you take season shift and, oh. and about to and you're full on charismatic and then, at that and, point. Well, and then, then that well, Lordy, Lordy, I better pray a hedge of protection around me for the rest of this recording. Yeah, that's right. I saw John. I saw John Christ last Wednesday, so yeah. my my neurons are firing with the the Christian jokes. Yeah, he, he, he was Christian. He wasn't that great. Wasn't that great. I've, uh, he's not that great. I've I've never liked him. Yeah, no. Never the, now the the two people who started us were great, and were or who introduced him were were really good. But he, whatever. Um, I had a thought. I lost it because I was being, you know, because you were talking about John Christ after yeah. I talked about Hitler. Right. Well, oh, that's that's right. Just trying to get things. So yeah, there. Well, Bradley, finish your thought because I don't think you were done. I think Cody no, just, I just brought I'm up just Arianism. There, there was a time here where, I mean, my kids loved vacation Bible mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. and now my kids are older and they've aged out of that. And, and and you know, I think the last year we did a full-on vacation Bible school was 2018. Uh, 2019, we were in the middle of a renovation. No, no, no. Let me back up. It might have been 17. 2018, we were in the middle of a renovation. Mm-hmm. 2019, we tried something different. It was kind of a go into your neighborhood and have you know people in your church host a VBS in their neighborhood at their home. Mm-hmm. And that didn't go so well. Uh, and then 2020, COVID hit, and we we didn't do anything in 20 or 21, really. I think 21, we did a one-day thing. And then this year we did a one day thing. Yeah, um, and 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 it was good. Um, it's it's not near the production or cost or effort that it used to be, mm-hmm. but it still served the children in our church and gave them a day to come and learn and have fun. And then we rented a water park out, uh, <laughs> local water park that evening. So yeah, and uh, I I did not participate this year. Uh, I was visiting my grandma. So before anybody gives me any crap. <laughs> I was visiting my grandma, Um, but you know, our Mandy, uh, our children's minister is like, she's not going to go halfway on that. No. Um, And she's also been pushing uh, discipleship and the church is simply an extension of the, of the parents doing their jobs. Right. Right. Uh, So what did this year's VBS last Saturday look like for us? So it was um, it was kind of a escape room theme that Mandy came up with on her own, 
and they went through some of the life of Joseph. Interesting. Uh, okay. And there were mm. you know, <laughs> problems to solve, uh. things to unlock. And I, I honestly, I don't know a whole lot about the content that she, I know she pulled from different things and pieced it together. And my wife and kids came and helped. I didn't help either this year. Um, I was fielding texts from our church people about Roe v. Wade being overturned. <laughs> so that was interesting, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in the inquisition. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the, it, it, that was, that was what we did. And then, like I said, we rented a water park out uh, that evening just for a church fellowship. Everybody could come. So that was, you know, that's, that's really cool. And like the, so in my past, I've, I can't recall if I've seen like VBS turned into like the one day extravaganza thing, you know, for, uh, you know, for me, it's almost always been kind of a week long Monday to Friday sort of thing. Um, half day, whatnot. Um, although my childhood congregation, um, which was crotchety in pretty much every single way, and you wouldn't expect this, um, did a, um, did kind of a Christmas and Easter uh, VBS as well. It was a one-day sort of one-shot thing called Christmas for Kids and Easter for Kids. We had tons of, I mean, tons of them show up, and it was a, it was more of a, more of a full-day thing. It was kind of like nine to three, like school hours, right? Um, but you know, with with VBS, I, I didn't help this year at at Christ. It's just with my work schedule. Uh, you know, it's just it doesn't it doesn't work for me. Um, I did a number of years uh, in the past, and so uh, I've got you know I've got my three kids. I've got a five, I've got an eight, and I've got an eleven. And so, kind of seeing all the different all the different pieces. Um, I don't know how many kids we had at our VBS, but it was a lot. Like hundreds hundreds absolutely like and that was just at our at our summer street location like if you if you went south um i know there were more down there um and i was really struck by and we were in the midst of transition with some of our uh, children's ministry staff and even in spite of that i was struck by how relatively organized and cohesive just kind of the logistics of the situation were mm-hmm. you know uh and and maybe that's because i haven't seen that in in recent years at, at, at our church um but it nonetheless it was it was pretty the the one of the pieces i don't really like that that we do is they feel the need to decorate the uh uh the, the platform mm-hmm. the chancellor area whatever but they do it they start on the sunday is like a hey it's coming mm-hmm. <sighs> we did that yep so like i'm you know if i'm up there i'm playing guitar next to a freaking weasel with sunglasses <laughs> you know it's just like uh, uh, i think one year like the only place for me to stand was behind a waterfall and like there were like it was you know waterfall with like the the shimmery you know streamers in it you know like a fake waterfall and so i was like kind of in there and so i just decided to be uh you know be me about it and stick my head just through the waterfall every now and then no one else could see the rest of my body i was just there (laughs) anyways um 
the uh, it sounds like that your program was was homegrown like it wasn't a purchased package or, or anything like that Brad. No, is that not this year um, we've and, done the purchase package well the honestly the the escape room piece sounds awesome it was that sort of uh, that sort of puzzle is definitely one of one of my favorite activities but um ron swanson <laughs> i've i've asked sometimes it, because we even purchase our sunday school curriculum uh, for the most part, um, and and that's not really that dissimilar from from what I've what I've experienced really th- throughout all my childhood. It just came from different publishers and what have you. Um, but I will say, yeah, I, I know it's expensive, but I will say it is it is nice to have that cohesion, especially if you're doing something on such a large scale, where you. You know, you get the logos so the kids can get a T-shirt if they want. You know, like the the curriculum is pretty easy for the volunteers to to go along with. Is it meat and potatoes? No, you know, it's it's very obviously you know milk and honey sort of level. Uh, but then, like the music, right? Uh, where uh, you know we put. I mean, especially in the Lutheran Church and, and many others, you know, we put a very uh, heavy emphasis on on music being part of our church life. And you know, there's pre-recorded CDs, split track, you know, whatever, uh, so the kids can sing along. And there's produced music videos that show the actions and everything. So if you don't have a volunteer to you know, do the actions live on stage, you know, on stage, they, you know, they're on, on video. And, um, I always thought that was kind of hokey because as, as an actual musician, I'd be like, man, wouldn't it be cool to, uh, to have somebody come do this live. Right. Cause in Sunday school, in Sunday school, before I, before I did the two oven band, I, I ran Sunday school music, um, for, for grades one through, well, pre-K through five, well, pre-K through four, I guess. And I, you know, I, I loved it. And when I left, they started doing some video stuff. And it's like, ugh, this is lame. But for some reason, my head in VBS is like, you know, this is still okay for them. Because, you know, you've got a lot going on. You've got a lot of kids. Um, if if so, you want to run your musicians into the ground, right? that's a great way to do it. Right. I mean, having a, having a lot. But, like, if you could find a group of musicians who are, like, absolutely just, like, hearts for the kids yeah wouldn't it be cool to have like a live band for mm-hmm. for vbs mm-hmm. i mean i don't know uh whatever i like it we we, we do we do some I, and we do some cool stuff like our fifth graders do like they don't do the i think they do the opening with everybody but as soon as they're done with the opening they they jump on to into like you know a van or a bus or parent cars or whatever and they go do um kind of service opportunities around the city and they did everything from uh, you know packing uh packing meals through orphan grain train to mm. uh working in the community gardens to packing care packages for single mothers and things like this and you know so they don't re- they don't learn the songs they don't they don't do the curriculum um you know they they sing a song at opening they pray and then they go they go help people uh which is a is a pretty cool a pretty cool way 
as long as it's like legitimately needed, right? Um, you know, a service project for the sake of just being a service project is never, never great. Uh, but I know, I know Micah, my oldest, had a had a good, uh, good experience with that. Hmm. Any final words, Bradley, before we move on to the Inquisition? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't wouldn't want anyone to come away thinking that we think BBS is not a good thing. Uh, mm-hmm. in and of itself i think you know um yeah I, th- I think the what every church has to weigh and we weighed and have weighed and continually weigh is the investment of time and resource and is it worth it yep you know right. and, yep. and i think in more recent years for us we determined that the way we typically did bbs wasn't worth all the time energy and effort we needed to do it differently and that doesn't mean every church has to conclude that but that's yeah for us yeah a lot there there really is a lot of christian liberty involved totally with this totally mm-hmm. um shall we move on to the inquisition sure let's do it and this is the inquisition where you ask us questions we answer it on the fly and you submit those questions via a weekly post at the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. John, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm, I'm just mouthing what you were saying. Okay, fair enough. Because uh, it's predictable. So we uh, will actually start with me so we can... Oh my that. gosh, I just said you're predictable. Yeah. And now you're throwing that. My yeah. whole world's topsy-turvy codes. There you go. So uh, we're actually going to start with me this time for the inquisition so we can knock out this subject and say that we've addressed it you know for whenever somebody asks about it uh give me your 30 to 45 second maybe a minute long take on the dobbs case slash what most people know as roe v way and uh planned parenthood v casey being overturned by the supreme court of the united states John, you want to go? Yeah, mine will be shorter because you know I'm not I'm not a political head. Uh, sure. It's not not what I it's not what I focus on. But uh, I will say, um, you know, as a, as in general, a political conservative, states' rights are are, are paramount. You know, in in the way in the way I think, uh, and so just from that perspective alone, in support of the decision, um, obviously. But in general, I I think it goes without saying that I'm that I am happy, pleased. There's a word. It's like a deeper word that I'm content. Maybe. The Lutherans at a loss for yeah right. So do some do some German somewhere. Um, no, I'm I'm satisfied that it got that it got overturned um, uh, because it should never have existed in the first place. And on a federal level, it it condones it condones murder, and and that's mm-hmm. that's not that is not. I don't want that to be the hallmark of the country I call home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's be a, people's re- responses via 
you know, the socials and whatnot, um, have, have broken my heart a bit mm-hmm. because I think in my, in my whole existence on this little blue rock, I've met one person, uh, who, uh, who felt the need to terminate their pregnancy, uh, and, and had in the past. And, uh, and it was a, it was a great opportunity. And this was a few years prior, uh, well, she she'd done it a few years prior, but this was like twelve years ago or something like that. And uh, I mean, it was—I think it was on staff at, at camp or something. It was a, it was a good opportunity um, to to kind of witness and, and speak grace uh, in into this individual. But outside of that, you, you get these blinders on. It's like I'm kind of outside this situation, so like I can say, so you know mm-hmm. it. It didn't affect me because, like, surely all of my all of my family and friends. Now, granted, I, I work for a very progressive company, and they've got their own things going on, as many companies are doing now. And that's that's honestly between me and my paycheck, and y'all you know, don't need to worry about that. Um, but it, it really it's a bit of a gut check mm, seeing yeah. seeing the perspective of of people who you otherwise would have considered to be, uh, I mean, let alone, you know, compassionate and, and valuing of, of all life, but, yeah. uh, smart. Yeah. People okay. who you otherwise thought were going to be smart. Sorry. Stumbled over that. Cause I, I haven't taken the time to really articulate it to, you're um, good. You're to good. anybody. But. I'll go next. So then Bradley will also have the opportunity to correct me Fair. <laughs> for any, anything dumb that I say. So, Obviously, very happy with the decision. The, the right. decision was very well grounded in actual constitutional principles. Roe v. Way, Roe v. Wade was not a well articulated argument in the first place. It was a trash decision, and the Supreme Court does not legislate. So, the Supreme Court telling itself we don't legislate is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my biggest frustration has been on the part of some squishier Christians who talk about uh, we need to make abortion, we need to support moms and families so well that, a, that we make abortion, one, unthinkable, or two, unnecessary. Uh, one, unthinkable, well, the human heart is depraved. So it will yeah. devise ways to commit evil. So it's always going to be thinkable to someone. Yeah, we're always and, looking for an out. And then unnecessary murder is never necessary. <laughs> so regardless of how well or how poorly the church is doing at supporting mothers and families and whatnot, uh, murder is never necessary. Um, but at the same time, uh, I I'm very happy to see uh the celebrations going on right mm-hmm. uh rejoice with those who rejoice you know we we've, we've been uh a little bit too i think cautious on you know there are people who are really upset about this and you need to be mindful of that yes but we also rejoice with those who rejoice and so celebrate the thing don't be a turd about it <laughs> but, right but celebrate it <clears throat> And Excuse me. celebrate it with a clean conscience because we're celebrating babies not being murdered. Right, right, and and I I wholeheartedly agree. And and happy, yes, I am. When I saw the news thing pop up on my phone, uh, legitimately happy. Um, I think I'm just in in the in in the midst of it. I'm overcome by the amount of people who I thought 
we're not idiots. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Bradley? Um, <clears throat> I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I oh, agree God. with it. Dodgeball. <laughs> I just would say, I think we need to celebrate soberly. Yes. Because Roe v. the overturning of Roe v. Wade did not, in and of itself, stop abortion. Right. Nor will it stop abortion entirely. I mean, we, the, the, Roe, the overturning of Roe v. Wade was a political victory for conservatives and constitutionalists. Yep. Um, those who, like myself, feel that, like, like you said, the Supreme Court does not legislate. It's not designed to legislate. The founding fathers didn't intend it to legislate. And what the current Supreme Court did was determine that 50 years ago, the Supreme Court did legislate. Yeah. And it was there inappropriate is, for them to make that ruling. Right. There's no constitutional um, right for women to be able to abort their babies. Mm -hmm. So what does the Supreme Court need to do? It needs to be turned back over to the states. Now, the real moral victory is going to come in those states that make abortion illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, or severely limited, um, that that is a bit of a moral victory. Mm -hmm. um, but the the real essence of what the church needs to uh, be focused on, I think, is the individual mothers, pregnant women, who uh, either because of lack of opportunity or because of this, their eyes are open to realize abortion is not the right thing to do. And they receive the help that they need in order to right. give birth to these children and have those children appropriately cared for, whether in their care or being adopted out. Mm -hmm. You know, that I think we just need to be sober about that. And I think we need to realize there is a distinct difference, though they overlap. There's a distinct difference between the political side of this and the moral side of this. Yes. Um, what the Supreme Court did. What happened? Beats me. When, when did it freeze? Um, just about a minute ago. Um, Bradley just started a sentence. I uh, should have taken a note of what it was so I could have jogged your memory. But Something about the Supreme Court being amoral in its ruling? I think you were getting there. Well, sure. what I said was the, the, the Supreme Court decision was, in essence, an amoral decision. Right. Um, because what they said is we should not have federalized this right. The states need to sort this out. There's mm -hmm. not a constitutional right for women to be able to to abort their babies. And so I, that's why I say I think we should celebrate it with a bit of soberness um, and we should pray for our local and state legislators to make the right decisions mm -hmm. that are do have moral implications as opposed to the. Supreme Court's decision, which is a political 
um, ruling. Right. In, in, a, in a sense. So I think we just have to be able to make that distinction. Um, and and the, the challenge is that, you know, you talk, John, about people that you thought were smarter than they're proving themselves to be at this point over this. I, I think those lines have gotten so blurry um, that we're not able to have intelligent conversations with people. Yeah. It's why on Sunday, and you can go to the Res Faith podcast and listen to my full comments about this from last Sunday's sermon. Um, but it's, it's why I said, look, I'm not even going to touch the political side of this. I want to talk about the moral implications mm-hmm. and what we need to be prepared for as believers as we engage in the moral debate, because the political debate, it doesn't mean that it's not important or that it doesn't need some attention too. but my focus as a pastor is on equipping my people to be able to have the moral conversation. And if we don't, if we're not able to distinguish between the two, we're going to be talking past each other. Yeah. Well, and, and the political debate is downstream from the moral debate. Absolutely. You can't get to policy unless yep. you sort out, but you know, one, one thing sort out morality, that's driven me crazy yeah. the last several years is Christians saying you can't legislate morality, but all morality or all legislation is moral in nature. That's it, right. It's downstream from it. So laws against murder or theft or assault or whatever, all moral in nature. That's right. But the Supreme court, is not a legislative branch. Yes. So they're they're not making moral determinations. They are they are tasked with upholding right. and enforcing the morally based legislation mm-hmm. that comes to them when it's in question. Does this line up with the documents by which we are governed? And that's, I just think that role. requires us to go, you know what? That is a like you said this to me many times and I agree with you. It was a step in the right direction. Yep. Uh, it was a step in morally speaking, it was a step in the right direction, but it wasn't in and of itself a moral ruling. The moral mm-hmm. rulings are going to come in the state houses and the state Congress among the state legislators. And then the even more ultimate essence of this moral dilemma is going to happen when individuals make choices and decisions yeah. and and we as the church being able to have conversations with people who are wrestling with this morally. yep all right one heavy question let's deal with it fairly quickly because i think we'll all be on the same page anyway and then a fun question to end from brian morris how should we as christians engage with companies who have announced they're going to pay for travel expenses for moms to have abortions is it necessary to engage with all of these companies equally and I think you could also expand that to anything moral that we would disagree with, like pride stuff or what have you. Uh, so let's say, uh, I mean, there's just gobs of companies that have come out, Starbucks, Apple, Google, what a, Tesla, et I mean, cetera. So I'm, I'm, working, I'm working for one of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a senior employee, like... Like I'm not executive or anything. Like we we we, we ain't on that level. Uh, but I'd be lying if I said I I didn't have some stress about it, and not like situational stress. Where like oh, where it's uh, like I'm actually like there's a decision or something. It's like it's more of it, you know, my, my company is not, I don't believe they have come out and well, actually, 
I'd have to check my email, but I think they are doing the whole travel thing. Um, I, but I think they framed it in a way that they're working with the, some of the benefits companies that we work with. So it's kind of like an indirect thing. Although I wouldn't put it past them to, to have it be a direct thing. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, everybody, uh, everybody except a Christian's opinions matters. Uh, we, we know, we know this, um, but you know, pride is a huge thing. We were just a little segue. We were at Barnes and Noble last night because my kids are going on a trip to see their see my in laws uh, next week, and we were like, ah, everyone pick on a novel, right? Every freaking shelf had pride, and uh, I even go to the sci fi section. It's like, surely, surely, nope, gay aliens. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Anyways, um, I. Here, here's my thing. My, my struggle is not, should I leave this company? And I'll tell you why. My work for this company is valuable to the company and the company and it's what they do. And if you know what company it is, fine. It doesn't matter. Um, the work that the company does and the services it provides to the community, to the, well, uh, people know the industry, the real estate uh, community at large are valuable. Right, so the company has value aside from how it treats that. That company shows value to me and allows me to provide for my lifestyle, for my church, for my family, and for my kids. Right, uh, so their decision to help fund or prop up or, or whatever these these kind of these terrible things i'm even stumbling over my words now because that's my next point but their decision to do x doesn't change the employment contract that i have with them i mm-hmm. do my work they do my work they are not i'm not working for planned parenthood right, right. so i have some uh I mean, you can call it cognitive dissonance, right, if you want to. I call it moral distance from the decisions of kind of our, our sea levels and what decisions they're making to keep the majority of the workforce pleased, however dark and depressing that may be. Right. And they're, cons- not, they're not forcing you to endorse anything either. Right. Right. However, I do feel that if I were to speak out I mean, certainly if I were to speak out as, a, as an employee of blank. Um, but if I were to start going on Facebook, that's why no one's seen anything on Facebook because I haven't put anything on Facebook. If I were to go out and, because I'm, you know, I'm Facebook friends with uh, high, higher up people in the company, right? Like, there is a legitimate fear in my heart that that, that if I were to come out in, in support of the decision being overturned in support of of life in support of uh you know traditional biblically defined marriage um on a on and in a forum that has more uh exposure than uh our scrappy little podcast here um but but shoot uh you know if somebody it it, it my company hears this and is not to make light of it but triggered by it I may lose my job mm-hmm. as uh, because it could be considered hate speech. Mm. Wow. Even, 
I mean, now, has that been said? No. Is that my stress? Yes. Mm-hmm. And there are parts of me that that are like, maybe I should look elsewhere. But tech companies, man, like, that's, that's what they do. Like, mm. uh, yeah, I... You know, everyone, it, they're all very devoted to being yourself at work and yeah. how, whatever you are, whatever you are. I mean, I've mentioned before, it's like I'm working with people that three years ago, you know, I called one name and now I have to call them another, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just, and just expect like, all right, that's, I guess this is what it is now. You know, I sit in a meeting and it's people saying their pronouns like hi my name is joe schmo i'm the uh uh executive director for you know finance and misappropriation of funds and my pronouns are <laughs> you know they them theirs he she, she or she hers her whatever <laughs> like, that was but, that, but that's yeah he she yeah um but like, like meme of you tried <laughs> yeah <laughs> john just strokes out trying to keep keep up with pronouns and the thing is is like i i do i have the desire to be respectful to individuals so long as it doesn't so long as me screwing up isn't a problem Right. I think Jordan Peterson is very big on this line of thinking as well. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you come from a sincere a sincere place and you ask me to call you this, I'll call you that. But please don't get mad if 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 what I perceive with my eyes and with my ears and with my personal history makes me want to call you he. Because for the last 10 years, I've been calling you he. So please don't get mad at me if, if I slip, right? And Yeah, I think, I think there's some, uh, again, there's some Christian liberty involved here with if, if somebody wants to go to Starbucks or something. We're not going to consign them to the pits of hell for buying Starbucks when, I they mean, have, when they've said... We I would, Starbucks is terrible coffee. Yes. The Starbucks go, sucks. Go somewhere but, else. Yeah. Even McDonald's always rates better on taste tests. Yeah. Anyway. Don't go uh, to Dick's, go to Shields. Like, you know, you get, <laughs> like here's right. the thing. Here's the thing. In general, so the companies that I've seen come out so far are just the crappier version of the better company. So just <laughs> just go to the better company. Yeah. And uh and, and so for instance, uh Fender uh with the whole LGBT LMNOP, whatever, um, did a your first Fender video with a drag queen recently on Instagram. And I'm like, I don't feel like owning Fender stuff. Does that hurt them? No. I don't feel like owning the Fender stuff, though. I don't want their name emblazoned on something when I'm on stage at church or whatever. Not that I think that's going to cause anybody to stumble, but I just don't want to be associated with that. Am I going to give anyone crap for playing Fender? Of course not. Yeah, it's just that's just yeah. my decision. Um, Good because I and, love my telly. Right, but and, and, it's and it's same, the same decision we talked about when I said that I don't go to the Burger Kings in Lincoln anymore. Yeah, right. 
because the the com- the the franchisor that owns them historically is not taking good care of their employees. Does me not buying a Chris sandwich, you know, every three weeks uh, affect them? No, but it, it it helps me feel that I'm making a better decision for for my personal life. Yeah. Now, Bradley, are you going to go to Romans fourteen? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, one of the th- I, this just came to my mind. Um, Zacchaeus. Was, was a, a wee little man. Was a Jew that worked for Rome. Mm-hmm. And he encountered Jesus. Jesus encountered him, goes to his house. You know the story. And obviously his in- encounter with Christ led to repentance. Yeah. But the kind of repentance, what, what Zacchaeus said is that if, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody, I'll pay them four times over. But Zacchaeus never said, and Jesus ne- explicitly, and Jesus never told him explicitly to stop working for Rome, mm-hmm. to stop being a tax collector. Um, Paul did not seem concerned about, you know, Christians in Corinth buying meat that had been sacrificed to idols. There's the Romans 14. So <laughs> I, 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 th- I think Christians need to choose their battles wisely. Yeah, and personal opinion and, and choosing battles wisely means choosing which battles to fight and where to fight them. Yeah. And my opinion, no offense to Cody or whoever is a big social media person. I'm not willing to I don't. It's not a wise choice for me, for Bradley. I'm not putting this on anybody else. It's not a wise choice for me to spend my time and energy fighting with people on social media and potentially risk losing a job over something I've said in social media. Now, if I have a face-to-face conversation with somebody at Zillow, if I worked for Zillow and I had a face-to-face conversation with them and in that conversation, my biblical moral uh, beliefs come to bear uh, in a genuine give and take back and forth with somebody that I feel like maybe the Lord set up this conversation Sure, and I lose my job over that. Mm-hmm. I'm willing I, that that's worth the risk to me. Um, and I, and, and right. I just think, I think every Christian right. needs to prayerfully consider, all right, what, what, what battles are we going to fight and where it's a, it, it, it might be worth it for John to say, I'm not going to Burger King for these reasons. Mm-hmm. And he acknowledges the fact that, it, it, that's going to have limited impact, but for the sake of his own conscience, he's not going to do it. Th- that's where I would point people towards is yeah. you know, what your conscience is leading you to do. Um, and don't, don't over leverage your conscience to try to put those convictions on somebody else uh, when they might just be choosing their battles wisely. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question from Ference Zindley. He asks, are C.S. Lewis books considered theology? Answer, yes. Uh, so let's instead do, what's your favorite C.S. Lewis book? Mm. Easy. Great divorce. Even though it's kind of purgatory-ish. That, that was my answer as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. The imagery Absolutely. in it is just, yeah. it, it's gripping. I love the screw tape letters too, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, screw tape letters is great. You know what I love about great divorce, though, is the the idea... That if you are, I can't remember the exact the actual line, but it, it sticks with me. It's an idea. It, it, it's a it's a point of perspective. It's if you are 
we'll just translate into actual words. If you are a member of the elect on the last days and you look back on your life, it'll be as if you were a member of the elect the whole time, or that if you were that that you were in the presence of Christ the whole time. If you are not a member of the elect, it will be as if you were outside the presence of Christ the whole time. Like that the way that idea is presented within the text uh, speaks directly uh, to, I think, the perspective we should have a Christian life, where uh, we're realizing that, you know, I am but a stranger here, heaven is my home, but, you know, Christ walks with me. The Holy Spirit dwells within me to make me holy. Like, just like already not yet. Just a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful concept. Yeah. Bradley, what stood out to you about the screw tape letters? Um, it was because it was demons and you grew up Pentecostal. <laughs> you know, to me, the most. Uh, <laughs> most impactful part of that is right near the beginning when um wormwood's um patient converts Mm -hmm. and screw tape writes to him and says all is not lost because essentially he's going to go to church and at the church he's going to sit beside people who sing off key and have worn out shoes and uh you know he's going to basically encounter this um half-baked gothic sham <laughs> uh, because he can't see the church like we do right with its banners waving and the mighty army that that is the kingdom of god he can't see it like we do he's going to see the unfinished product essentially mm-hmm. and that was just startling to me um to to see that see c.s lewis just brilliant yeah just, and, and if you haven't seen the c.s lewis movie that came out what around christmas was that right go see it uh go rent it or whatever stream it rent it what am i is this 1998 again go to the last blockbuster where is that bend oregon yeah Pick a you, you can you can you can rent yeah. streaming though so i'm not yeah. totally off but anyway before and, 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 and we do we do we do rent on streaming you just don't have to rewind it which is great yeah there you go be kind be kind rewind, rewind. Y'all are too young to remember that. No, I'm. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, we're not. Y'all are too young. We to are not. <laughs> you got find a quarter. <laughs> if you didn't rewind. Yeah. Well. Ah, see, so no, we had but we we had, we, we, we had the standalone speed rewinder. Uh, oh. That that opened that opened <laughs> oh, up and yes. you you put it in, and uh, you know it, I think I've mentioned in the past that well I mean. Of course, on camera you can see behind me. I've got a I've got a thing for kind of mid nineties uh, uh, computers and games and and whatnot. Um, and so in my searches, I often find uh, uh, you know all of the little trinkets and novelties like the phones, like the like the telephones that were just meant to look like anything, like NASCARs and and yes. whatever. But then there's the, the tape football re- helmet one. Yep. And then there's the tape rewinders, and uh, you know. I don't have a VHS deck anymore. I got rid of the rest of my VHS uh, stuff years ago. But, like, man, I kind of want a rewinder. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Well, no one has to rewind this podcast, thankfully, (laughs) or we would find them a quarter. Yeah. So until the next time we record, 
Go love God and love your neighbor and make some music. We'll see you next time.